Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, welcome to Workout Wonderland, a preview show for Man City v Arsenal, Clash of the Titans. It's the knockout of the champions. It's uh, it's a fight to the death. It's Rocky Four. It's all that matters. And with me this afternoon, this morning. Tonight, wherever on planet Earth, or indeed the universe you are, is Stan the Man in... Is it sunny? Um, it's mild. In mild Canada. How are you doing, Stan? I'm doing very well, and it's very good to be here with you all to uh, preview the Man City game on Wednesday. I wasn't even going to do a preview show, but because Stan is such an up fine, upstanding, upstanding fine gentleman, he went, uh, do, I'm free for a show tomorrow if you want. I thought, bloody hell, that is, uh, that, is, that is lovely. There's now two people that ask me, are you up for a show when we need to do a show? Two people. That's it. It's lovely. That's, uh, well, I need to talk to someone, Danny, because all I've been doing since Thursday, for, since Friday, is thinking about the next game. Yeah. Well, go on, then. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, actually, no, we've got, we've got a routine to go through, haven't we? <laughs> Here we go. The usual old shenanigans. It, where can you watch it? I hear absolutely nobody asking. Well, it's on BT Sport in the UK. And if you want to listen to it on the radio, it's on Radio 5 Live. I'm sure you can find ways around getting that if you really need to. Uh, Stan, pick a country, and I will tell you what country it is on in at. Jamaica. Oh... Uh, J for Jamaica it is on csport.tv. Right, poof that out the window. Injuries Tommy Ashley, we know, El Nenny, we know, William Saliba. There's been a lot of chat about him not going to be back now. He's still, um, I think it was, um, the Ornstinio did a tweet today saying that uh, they're still miles apart when it comes to signing the new contract which is a little bit worrying, but I suppose maybe we can come to that mm. a little bit later on. <clears throat> if we look at the head-to-head between Pep and Arteta, uh, record against Arsenal for Pep. He played, managed 26 games. He won 19, drawn three, and he's only lost four. But matches against Arteta, played eight, won seven, lost one, which I think was that FA Cup game. So then we go and have a look at a little bit of the history. I just counted. I think it was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. At the last sixteen games, we won one and lost fifteen. <sighs> we'll move on from that. Uh, let's look at historically the first ever game between Man City <clears throat> and the Arsenal was Ardwick v Woolwich Arsenal, and it was in League Division Two in the thirtieth of December, eighteen ninety three. Oh yeah, I was Ar- program. I was going to say we were there. There's only 4,000 people there. Yeah, we went there and we won 1 0. Uh, and uh, James Henderson scored the goal at an inside forward Scottishman. That's lovely to know, isn't it? And then if we go and have a look at the. We go and have three games ago at home in the Premier League. I mean, away in the Premier League at Man City. You go back and have a look three games back. And it was the 17th of June 2020. The before times. No, it was the dark times. They smashed us 3 1. Sterling, 45. De Bruyne, 51 penalty. Phil Foden, 90. 
We'll move on from that and pretend it didn't happen. Uh, two games ago, 17th of October 2020. Again, the dark times. Only 1-0 then. They beat us. Raheem Sterling, 23rd minute. Um, that's not too bad, considering. And then the last time we played them, because it was the beginning of the 21-22 season, so it's August 2021, which is best part of, what, 19 months ago? Hmm. And I completely forgot them because they beat us 5-0. I don't even want to talk about it. And I'm looking at the, the starting 11 and the nine subs that we named, 20 players, 11 of them, are no longer at the club, been sold, retired, or have been loaned out. I mean, that says a lot, doesn't it? Over half yeah. of the players have gone. That game, Xhaka uh, got sent off after 35 minutes when we were 2-0 down. And then uh, Gabriel Jesus scored a goal. And Zinchenko came on for Carl Walker at half-time. So, uh, so there you go. That's that's all I've really got there. So I can close that window and put it in the bin where it belongs. Because our record, Stan, has been... It's probably the worst record against any team I can think of in the history of our club. One win in 15 and 14 losses. What have you got to say about that? Well, it's, it's about time that changed, isn't it? It certainly is. You know, it's about time that we started getting a W next to us uh, against that team. But I haven't been able to stop thinking about this fixture. And I'm just... I'm not thinking about anything in particular. In particular, it's just on my mind, and it's it's almost here now. And it seems like I've been waiting for this fixture for ages, you know, to to, to come round. And in a way, it's kind of like, well, you want to play this team, don't you, at their place because you want to see how far we've come. You want to see if you can sort of like gauge the improvement of this team over some of those last results that you've mentioned. But then football doesn't always work out like that, does it? Because, you know, in the last game that we played, you would have thought that, you know, that phrase on paper, on paper, we should have got more than what we did out of that game. And you would say that about the game before. Six points out of the last three games. Exactly. So even though we, I want to look at this to see what, you know, is this a marker? Let me see how far we've come. You know, it's difficult to get a true representation because it's never as it should be on paper. And for me, you know, win, lose or draw, as long as I see, you know, our team coming off the pitch, having left everything on it, then they won't have any complaints from me. Because if it turns out that we're just not good enough to beat Man City yet, then that's the case. And hopefully we can identify the places where we are weak so that the next time they come around again, we would have improved and tried to get something more out of the game. Uh, is that realistically going to happen, though? <laughs> That's the question, because we had, we were on the wonderful Fran, um, Gol- Golazzo is her uh, YouTube channel. It was you, me, and it was Fergus from Guns and Ribbons. Yes. And it was basically us three against the world, wasn't it? Because it was all, one idiot in the chat. First of all, he said he was wanting to come on and roast us. I said to him he couldn't roast his own bloody nuts. And then he was saying that Arteta needs to be sacked right now. And before I left, I pointed out that the era of the angry Arsenal fan making a living on YouTube, nicking a living on YouTube, that's that was that's 10 years ago. You're late to the party with you. You've been down a car boot, so you've picked yourself up a webcam and you picked up a microphone and got changed from a five round. You've got a hot dog included. And then you go on the old YouTube and you start banging out content at an alarming rate of having very little idea what the actual fuck you're talking about. Um, that sums up most of these people. They, they've got no idea what they're talking about and they just want to be angry. And they honestly were saying, weren't they? He's got to go. 
manager's got to go it's an absolute disgrace what's happened and it's unacceptable yeah and coming from um you know a fan that isn't you know it wasn't a young fan it was wasn't a young lad that's only been supporting the team for a short while this was a person that was also kept wanting everyone to know that like, they've been there seen it done it wore the t-shirt and been supporting arsenal you know for over 50 years or what have you yeah between you me and fergus we've been supporting the club for about a million years we've been to a, a, a million games none of us ever brought that up but they were just i don't know what they want we have one hiccup I mean, it's not even a hiccup. We've got three draws. It's not. We're still. We've still only lost three Premier League games this season. Man City have lost four. And the really interesting stat that I like is the fact that we have scored seventy-seven Premier League goals this season. We've we have six games to go. Out of the last eighteen Premier League seasons, only twice have we scored more than seventy-seven goals. Only twice, and we still hmm. got games to go. They, yeah. they is, it's, it's, it's not even a glass half empty, glass half full nonsense, is it? It's just people wanting to have a bloody moan, and I'm sick of it. And where are they going to, if we smash, if we smash, you know, if we manage to get anything out of tomorrow night's game, do you think they're going to change their tune? They'll just wait for the next stumble. There's always, you know, they there's always going to be a stumble. That's the life of football, right? There will be losses, there will be draws, but sometimes it feels like as soon as one of those happen, it doesn't even matter about the manner of the loss. It just seems to be a vindication to, to make changes with the management. But, you What's know, the, people are entitled to their opinions. I don't agree with all of them, you know, but, you know, True. you know, all because you, all because you keep saying the same thing, but saying it louder and louder and louder, <laughs> shouting doesn't make you any more right than you were. It doesn't make it any more legitimate if you yeah, scream exactly. it. <laughs> Oh, it, just, it does worry me with these people. What, what do they want? We are playing the best football we have played, I would say, in 10, 15 years. Easily the best football we have played. It's, it's beautiful to watch. The players are magnificent. But even the hope for the future that we have got, it, that should just make you get the tingling feeling in your nether regions, thinking of what these players can go on to achieve in the next two, three, four seasons. Some of them might have might have another 15 years at the club. I mean, you look at Ramsdale, goalkeepers are still playing in the Premier League at 38. He could have another 15 season with us. And they go, oh, no, but look what he did after 28 seconds. He made that. Yeah, but look at the number of times he saved us this season. They, they, if, he does play to his, if he does play to his 38, I would put a father on that he will probably save a penalty by then as well probably one or two and he'll have the odd good game and try to make up for the he's a young man and what would you put down to the last three games where we've had a, a bit of a shit run would you put it oh stan's there i mean not stan you're stan fran is there we're just talking about your channel fran saying how lovely you are and how well she did to have... She was, like, in the middle, balancing it all out. Yeah, us, uh, three or four of us in the... It's all right. It's going to be all right. And the rest of the doom-mongers, and she was in the middle, balancing it out perfectly. She did a great job, didn't she? Yes. And if you want to go and find her channel, it's G-O-A-L-A-R-T-Z-O. Golazzo! Yeah, so the uh, the run of games that we've been on where we've dropped six points in a row out of uh, the last three games, what would you put that down to? Because we were hinting that maybe party has had a bit of a problem and, and go on, what do you think? Well, if you remember the last time that we spoke, I mentioned that, um, you know, Thomas Pike had just recently converted to religion and fasting could be affecting him. And when I was on the show on Sunday on the Arsenal fan circle, uh, one of our, one of the founders of the channel, my here 
popped by and he is a Muslim. And I was asking him about that. And he says, yes, ah. you, you usually start fasting at around about the age of eight, nine, maybe 10 years old. And it's something that you do get used to. So, you know, someone like he said, someone like Thomas Partey, who's 30. And he said, if this is one of his first fasts, you know, it could seriously be affecting him, you know, mentally and physically as his body's adjusting. And it does kind of coincide with the time frame of the bad performances of when he's been having to go without food or water. But I believe that period has passed now. So hopefully he's, um, he's at home, re, you know, re replenishing and renourishing himself. And hopefully we should see better performances from him. But I do think that that has maybe played a part in those recent performances because it does coincide with that time. Um, but I do think that, I mean, just looking, for example, the Ramsdale mistake, it just looks to me that over the last few games, I'm I'm seeing complacency a little bit. You know, like the Partey move where he tried to flick it over Declan Rice. You know, it, that's sort of in the same category as as Ramsdale trying to, you know, squeeze that ball through, you know, it's two of their defenders to get to our player, but he didn't put anything on it. And to me, that does look a little bit of complacency. And as I mentioned, I think it was when we spoke the last time, maybe they're in... Um, Maybe some of these players are in a place where they're beginning to, you know, believe their own headlines a little bit. Yeah. Um, which, is, which, nice. is, which is a scary thing, right? You'd think that Mikel should be all over something like that to keep. This is what the manager should be doing now. It's, he's earning his money now to keep these players mm. feet on the ground and to get them through to their, that this last bit. This is the most, probably the most difficult part of winning the title. See, Wenger would never really admit that he, the, he messed up, but Arteta did a, did a really good thing in a press conference after um, after the after the Liverpool game, I think it was. I don't know it was after the the West Ham one, and the the, um, the interviewer said, uh, "What are you going to do if you go two 0 up after after these previous games?" He says, "I'm going to score a third. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Excellent way to to answer a, a problem with a. Uh, when things like that happen. It's interesting what you say about him converting and, and actually getting a Muslim to give an answer on what they thought the situation was, because as far as I've seen, I haven't heard any Muslims come uh, talk about it. And so this bloke, he'll know better than anyone, won't he? Yeah, because they have another um, uh, sort of um, uh, period that, they, that, they, that they've used called uh, Eid. And that was actually over that weekend that I think it finished on maybe Saturday or Friday. So he also said that in the UK there is an extra hour of the fasting because of the sun and so forth. So you have to imagine that during the hours of where Thomas Partey is on the pitch and playing, and you see all of those players running off to the side when they can to you know grab water out of the bottle, you know, he can't do that. I'm just going to put a little link in the chat. There you go. This is the uh, Franz show. Um, go and click on that. Go and have a listen. Really interesting debate. Uh, lots of. I mean, I think it went on for quite some time, didn't it? After I made my dramatic exit, I went and cooked dinner, so I didn't hear the end of it. But yeah, go and subscribe to Fran's channel and and give it a listen. Um, yeah, some people are just uh, saying it's time to turn it around, but we all know that. Um, Stefan told me off for saying Stan and me rather than Stan and I. I thought this is a musical, <laughs> darling. <laughs> uh, Brady says if we play on paper sign that other Japanese sensation Tommy Origami that would be lovely Fran says I can only apologise you guys did fantastically no you did fantastic you were in the middle of it 
you uh, you did a good job. Um, oh, Phil says he liked it. That's good. Rudy says holding isn't the, the reason we draw three times. That was Party and Zinchenko having brain farts. Is that right, Sam? I think it is. I uh, sorry, I missed that. I just got a message on my phone. What was that question? Sorry. Uh, Rudy says it wasn't holding isn't the problem for the three draws. It was Party and Zinchenko having a brain fart. Yeah. You know, they were they were culpable for some of the um for some of the mistakes that we made. Like Rudy says, spot on Danny, we're ten games unbeaten. Some people don't want to know that, Rudy. You know what it's like. They have no interest in facts. Um Fran says they want what's best for the club, but just have a different opinions on how it can be done. Well, I don't think you know, if some people are gonna try and make a living off of uh, shouting and screaming and going, It's not good enough, then you don't want what's best for the club. We know a certain Mr. Gunner. Uh, if if the if Arsenal went and won the ten titles in a row and ten Champions Leagues in a row, that's him done. That's his whole content gone because his content is shouting and screaming that it isn't good enough. When uh, you know you're in a bit of a quicksand, there's your pass will come. No, not yet. The honest way. So it'll be in uh, within ten uh, minutes or so. Deke, who does the post-game shows with me and will be doing it with me this Wednesday, says, imagine staying, saying we are unbeaten in 10, top of the league, and we still, and are still in, and and still we are in for a fight. Yes. Uh, Phil says, the same bloke said I was wrong with Arsenal supporters because I was always positive. Well, you know, not much you can do. Boy says, just get to half-time with a score nil-nil and things will work out from there. What do you think is the best way to approach this game? Defensively or go out all out attack or, or a bit of balance? Or do you go out there and see what they do and then uh, make your decisions um, on, on what they've done? Well, because we've allowed the cushion between us and them to diminish quite quite a lot now. There's only five points and they've got two points, uh, two games in hand. We, we have to treat this like a cup final. That means you have to win. You know, there's not going to be a penalty shootout on extra time, so you have to go for a win within 90 minutes. They have to go all out. I don't, I don't see why they would want to play a defensive game at all. And to be fair, it's the defensive part of our game that's been letting us down. It's only because we've been able to come back from behind so many times this season and get the result. It's kind of papered over the cracks a little bit, but our defensive record is is not where it where it should be. I mean, that the clean sheets that we're not, we're not able to keep at home. You know, we're doing better on the road than we are at our own stadium. That is that is a weird thing. That's not really the way things work in football. You tend to be better at home than you are away. And that is what gives uh, gives people the willies and uh, what, helps you have that advantage. What, what I don't understand about our defensive frailties is that if you go through all of our defenders, you know, including the four, the four full-backs, Tomiyasu, White, Zinchenko, Tierney, and then you go through the centre-backs and the goalkeeper, individually... You know, from what I can gather, we all seem to like those players. Mm. Everybody has good words to say about them. However, there seems no to be something, there is something wrong, though. Because although we've been able to win games, if you look how many times we've had to come back from behind, and some of the goals that have been scored against us very quickly and very early uh, when the game begins... I mean, I don't know what that is. Is that is that something to do with the style that we play? Are we letting people in because we use inver- inverted fullbacks and we're leaving gaps? I mean, you know, I mean, as I say, we, you can go along all of our defensive uh, players and goalkeeper, and we all seem to like them. So, what is the problem? I don't think. I don't think every, we've seen that. No matter. I mean, Man City went to Spurs and lost one 0 
in the Premier League. And, and didn't they lose to um, Southampton in, in the Cup or something? Maybe was it the, the League Cup? Or what, it must have been the League Cups and all the Cups they were in. Man City have had some bad results this season. They've got a bloke who is, is probably going to score 60 goals this season. And they're four points behind a team that are only on page one of their book of, of, of uh, re- regenerating the, the team, the squad and the attitude and everything with a young manager. I mean, look, Pep's been manager for what, 15 seasons. And of those 15 seasons, I think he's won 12 league titles. What's Arteta done? Arteta's barely out of nappies when it comes to management. And yet, and, and some of our kids have only been... Most Premier League teams would kill to have a pick of any one of our young players that we've got because they're so good. But uh, it, I, I think it's... you you No matter how good the team are historically, apart from the Invincibles, every team that has won the league has, has lost games during that season. Even we did it in 89, we did it in 2002, we did it in 2098... Um, 2009 that'd be nice i mean i i I agree but the way that we're losing goals and the we're the ones that are going behind and having to come back we're making the job really difficult for ourselves and we've been quite lucky for the majority of the season that we've been able to to find the answer but as we've now seen in the last couple of games that luck has run out because we've gone behind and we've only managed to be able to, to peg it back to a draw and we're leaving another two points on the table so, and I think that it's definitely something that needs to be looked at, that we cannot afford to be coming back from behind all of the time. Because there's no guarantees that, we've, there's no guarantees that you'll make it. Do you know what I mean? It should be the other way around. We should, be putting, we should be putting games to bed. We should be putting teams to the sword. You know, I wouldn't mind a run of games where we just win 1-0. If it means we get a clean sheet and we're in mm. control of the game and we win the game and get all three points, you know, instead of going two, point, two goals behind and having to score three now to get three points. Because two's not enough. That just gives you the draw, right? That has to be addressed for me. It's not. I don't think it's sustainable. It's not, as, as we've seen. I saw this on Twitter today. For people at home and on the bus and on the toilet and taking the dog for a walk, uh, our best 11, Ramsdale in goal, White at right back, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko left back, Odegaard, Party, Xhaka in midfield, Saka, Jesus and Martinelli up front. How many times do you think that 11 has started Premier League games this season? Um, well, Zinchenko had that spell where he was out for a while, right? We've had a spell mm. of Gabriel Jesus being out for a while. Um, now Saliba's out. But tell me, how many times has that particular 11 played together? Six started. Wow. They started six, but then someone else pointed out that the uh, the invincible team that we can all name, that team only... Actually, I'm going to have to, have to go and look at my... Um, I'll put it in the thing. Would you Would you um, say that's our best 11? Is that what... Would you call that our best 11? Because I wouldn't. Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, well, who would you change? I, I prefer... I prefer Kieran Tierney at left-back. Ah, uh, that's... Uh, yeah, because he is... We've seen Zinchenko's defensive abilities at times have, have been lacking. If we're attacking and having a great flow and, and running the game, you don't notice it. But when teams are attacking, that he has got a mistake in him. Because as we know for, for, for Ukraine, he's a defensive midfielder, holding midfielder. He's not a left-back. I, 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 I just want my defenders to defend first. Anything else yeah. they can do after that for me is a, is a bonus but they must be able to defend first. So, Danny, are you going to be able to you going to hold the fort for just a couple of minutes while I run downstairs and sign for my parcel? You go and do that, and I'll have a little chit-chat with the punters. Um, okay. Had a nice one here. 
Mr. Waffles said, uh, I'm going to start shouting and screaming about the lack of enthusiasm for St. Totteringham's Day. Happy St. Totteringham's Day, everybody. Hope you like it. Tuttleby Fool says, so many of our fans uh, were saying, quote, I don't need Arsenal to win anything. I just want to see them challenge, end quotes. Well, guess what? Now we are, but the same fans are crying for something new. They certainly are. Uh, Boy 10 says, just give us the loo, give us the loo, loog, league. I don't know why I said a loog. He said luge. He said loog, that would have been dodgy. Francis, oh, thank you. Uh, I love hearing every spectrum of an opinion. Good. So, uh, yeah, people go and uh, watch Fran's video. Uh, Shane says, uh, we need to get veterans who wanted to win the league now so levels wouldn't drop. Henri and Patrick Vieira should have been in the tunnel at half-time. But would Arteta see that as him being undermined? Um, Phil says, the whole spectrum and at the same time asking for trouble. Uh, Passable from McDonald's. No, he's got a delivery coming. I don't think it's McDonald's. That wouldn't be very good. Um, right, uh, Rudy says we need to go out and attack them. I was asking this question earlier, like we did against Liverpool first half. Leave the brain farts out. Parking the bus is not our game. Very good. I agree with you there, Rudy. We are the best part of our game is our attacking ability. Go out there, rough them up, score goals. I mean, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna go out, you might as well go out in a blaze of glory. Uh, Francis, I think we. We should go in somewhat conservatively and get a feel of the game. That's the other question I was asking. Maybe see what they do, like a chess game. Parking the bus, says Fran, isn't our game, but let's just steady the ship and attack from the strong from a strong foundation. Wise words, Fran. BX says, release the hounds. Let Saka and Martinelli, Martinelli attack at will. Uh, Phil says, Spurs sacked another manager today, so that's funny. I was looking at a, a football journalist on Twitter, and he says he, the two teams he covers for his paper is Chelsea and Spurs. And he said, they between them, they have just got rid of their seventh manager of the season. And how far back if you go Arsenal? Well, you've got Arteta, Lundberg, um, Unai Emery, Wenger. Bloody hell, before Wenger, it would have been a caretaker manager of... Uh, Oh, I can't remember his name. Scottish bloke. Went on to QPR. Anyway, him. And then it was George Graham. And then before George Graham, it was a, another caretaker manager. And then it was Don Howe. And then that's going back to the mid-80s. We've had eight. Eight. And to those two between them have had seven in the season. Well, I can't remember his name. I'm sure someone will put it in there. Because he was assistant manager to Bruce Rioch. Ah, I forgot Bruce Rioch. Easily done. Make that nine. Uh, assistant manager to Bruce Rioch at Arsenal. Then he went and took over at QPR. And Bruce Rioch went and was his assistant manager there. Didn't really work out. Uh, Brady's Banana says, midfield has to be so on it this Wednesday. Any word on Xhaka? I think they said Xhaka is back. So uh, they were talking about that he was back. Maybe he's just had the poops or something. I don't know. BX and Totteringham's day weekend has been extended by a day. Lovely. Uh, Fran, Phil says, Fran, have you watched Fever Pitch? How dare you, Phil? Of course she has. BX says, Phil, I thought it was Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Smithers. Arsenio has stopped putting stuff in capital letters. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, nothing less than a win against City will suffice. I'm fed up of us bodging up either top four or a cup game or thereabouts in the title challenge and dropping off this season. I want the title end of. Hold on. 
Uh, bit nasally there. I found out I've got a blocked up nose. Oh, Fran hasn't seen Fever Pitch. Don't ever admit that, Fran. It's really, really good. It's a bit dated and some bits are a bit boring, mainly the bits at school. But, oh, it's exactly how it was when you go and watch it, exactly how my life was back then. Phil says, are we not still obsessed with scoring the perfect goal, being the same since Wenger walked in the door? Uh, was it a McDonald's delivery, Stan? That's what first what, um No, it uh, was Phil not. I wanted to know. It was not. <laughs> Boy 10 says he prefers Saka at left back. I think Boy 10 has been on the bath salts. Avon. Oh, you're there. Avon not Teddington says Trossard might be in instead of Jesus on current form. What do you think to that? Hasn't Jesus scored three and three? I think he scored three or four now, isn't it? Is it four or three? Can't remember. I'm going to go and have a look and pretend that I knew all along. Uh, other than the... Um before I disappeared, other than the Kieran Tierney change, for me, I'm loath to tinker around and change too much to what's got us to where we are at the moment. Yeah. You know, it seems to be a, a, a winning formula. So I don't want to change too much. I know people are talking about things like different players that can go into the into Jacker's role. But I think we saw in the last match that we really missed him. I'm looking at his stats against Southampton. He got a 7.2 against West Ham, a goal, 7.5 against Liverpool, a goal, a 7.6 against Leeds, two goals, man of the match, and an 8.9. That's not somebody I want to be dropping, Stan. Yeah, as I say, well, what I like about Trossard is that because he can he can play in a variety of positions, three or four positions. Yeah. I like to have him coming off of the bench, you know, because if somebody in one of those positions doesn't look like they're they're having the best day, we know that he can come in. And not only does he come in, he actually, you know, he he produces something in his performances. You know, you're likely to get a goal or an assist from him. He doesn't just come in as a warm body. And I understand that people are trying to find ways to fit him in the team, but sometimes I think that um, you don't have to play all of your cards in the first hand. You know, you saw how ESR was so effective for us in the previous season. He would come off the bench and he would help us change games and he would provide goals and assists. And I think it's good to have someone that can do that off of the bench. And it seems that that person is no longer ESR because he seems to have fallen way down the pecking order. I mean, he's below teabag now, isn't he? Is that catching on the old teabag? Um, it is. It is over my way. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. Um, someone's made a point here about um, who was it? It was I left it on there. Arsenio Wonga. I'm sorry to say this, but Ramsdale isn't a great isn't a great like Seaman and Layman. Those two were unbelievable goalkeepers, and I never had any fear of going into games unlike Ramsdale, who I don't like. All right, Mister Arsenio Wonga, I've got to stick this in your pipe. Aaron Ramsdale is currently 24 years old. David Seaman at the age of 24. He just got relegated from the Premier League with Birmingham City. I mean, it was the first division, but it was the same thing. And then he left Birmingham City because they got relegated. And then he uh, went off to QPR. Uh, what do you say about them, Onions? How about that, Stan? That's a fact, isn't it? That's quick That's quick Wikipedia-ing. I made it a verb. The hope and the prayer is that we've got a goalkeeper that's going to grow into the stature of a uh, uh, of a layman or a, or a seaman that's that's the hope you know but you know there's no guarantees right it is, it is there's no guarantees in life or football 
I'm going to go and have a quick look and see where Jens Lehmann was. L-E-N-S. No, it's not. It's not Lens. It's, it's Jens. Jens, the madman Lehmann. So you had 24 years on to that. So that would have been 1983. In 1983, that can't be right. No. 70 he was working oh, with 19, the cobbler with pairing shoes. <laughs> 1993, he was still with the team I can't pronounce in Germany, S-C-H-A-L-K-E. It's not Schalke. So 1983... Uh, 1993, uh, they were back in the Bundesliga after two seasons before that got relegated. So he'd suffered relegation as well. I know he didn't. He, he come in when they had been relegated. Yes, yeah, so he was with them, and that season he only played eight games. Even though the season before he played 37. So I think everything's relative. You can't uh, judge. You can't say Ramsdale, Seaman, and Lehman in the same breath when one of them is barely out of nappies when it comes to being a goalkeeper. Uh, Boy 10 says, uh, let Ramsdale develop. He's a baby in keeper years. Just copying what I said. Uh, Stan's got just eat order. Oh, he's more professional than that. That's why we were nearly late. I had a chili bite order. And I've only eaten some of it. What did you get? Are you going to tell us what you got? Um, no, Ooh, because I, I, know that, I know that you don't like smoking. I know you, if it's... Uh, I don't... Well, right, basically, I've got a big bag of cannabis delivered, which is my <laughs> cannabis for the month. As it's legal here. Oh, no, that's here. fine. It's that's fine. Here. I have it delivered I once a month, and today was delivery day. Uh, no, I don't do it, but I think it should be legal. That's a whole nother pod, that. If it was, I'd be off my tits on edibles. But, yeah, but get make, get some edibles and post them to me, everybody. Don't don't say who you are. Just get them and post them to me. And then if the, the popo get involved, I'll deny all knowledge of it. Uh, but I will just be giggling a lot. Arsenio Wonga says, this squad couldn't touch the Invincibles. Panache, skill, class and mentality. That's the difference in winning the league and bottling it. Facts. Well, let's have a let's have a little look at the. Uh, I've got my wonderful um, Google spreadsheet, and let's have a look at the Invincible season. How they did? Uh, we know they're unbeaten. Well, the Invincible season, Stan. Guess how many goals we scored? I wouldn't know, so I'm not trying to trick you. How many goals do you reckon we scored in the Invincible season in the Premier League? A 38 game season. Ooh, let's have a guess. How many goals we scored so far this already? 77. Okay, I would say that it will probably be less than that. You are correct. Because I think even though we, 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 there, we, I don't think we had as many high-scoring games perhaps back then as maybe was we see now. What was the number? 73. My mouse is about to die, so I've got okay. to plug in a portable charger. 73. And I would argue some of the football we've played that season, I'm going to say it, Stan. I'm going to go out and say it. Out of our three seat title-winning seasons under Wenger, 04 was, was the worst. The least entertaining. For me, the most entertaining was 98. The better team was probably 2002. Do you agree? Or am I yeah. talking hogwash? Because I do no, tend to I'll talk agree a lot with some hogwash. of that. Yeah? Yeah. And that I'm season, really... we, we conceded 26 goals. And this season, we've only conceded 34. I'm going to say 34. I might not have updated that. I'm going to have a look at the uh, the Premier League table to see if I was right or not. Um Premier League table, Arsenal goals conceded, 34. And considering three, four, five, six, seven of those were in the last three games, 
I'm going to go and have a look at the comments, Dan, while you, you say wise words. Yeah, I agree with you that I think 2002 was a better team. Uh, Boy 10 says Saka would get into the Invincibles by now. He's so far ahead of Lundberg at the time. See, people forget that Perez was left foot, right footed, but he played on the left. He did a Saka, but at the other side. And so for France and other teams, he could play on the right. So you could easily move him to the left or right and then drop Lundberg or, and to get Saka in, either one of them. But Perez was absolutely immense. Another wonderful decision by Wenger to let him go because he had uh, that... Uh, that thing of uh, if you're 30, you only get a one-year extension, which is why uh, Gilberto left and why Perez left. And uh, it was absolutely shocking. Um, do you guys see us keeping a clean sheet? No. No. <laughs> no. Pat, uh, Pat Rice was... Uh, I was going through the people that said that they're between Chelsea and Spurs this season, they got through seven managers. And I couldn't remember the the, the one who was... Uh, 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 caretaker manager it wasn't Pat Rice Stuart Houston there you go Mark it's Stuart Houston I forgot Rioch but then before I read this yeah uh, Stuart uh, Bruce Rioch horrible horrible times under that uh, is Jack Abaka do we know anything about that we were talking about that Stan I don't even know why he was out to be honest I think he had the shits oh he should be back then right it's usually yep. a 24 hour thing then isn't it oh Archangel is there there's a, a long time view. I haven't seen you for a while. But again, we haven't been doing shows for a while, but I'm back doing them now. Although I did get some shocking news in the NHS today. Oh. <sighs> Absolute fucks. Um, uh, Mr. Waffle said, Phil, with the same old arsehole argument. Before <laughs> he says, Danny slandering me for my perfect left-back take. Sackett is our best left-back. Prove me wrong. If he's if you're saying okay, then you're saying that he's our best left back and he's better than Kieran Tierney and uh, Zinchenko. But then there is an argument to say that even though he may be our best left our left back, he's still better playing further forward. Does that make sense? All because he's our best left back doesn't mean that he should play left back because he can you can get more out of him in a further in a higher position as in goals or assists. That's what that's what the name of the game is, isn't it? I suppose looking at that, if Saka will be still at the club at the age of 34 and he's gone full Theo Walcott and has no more pace, would we be then playing him at left back? Well, no, maybe he's got, he maybe, yeah, you, know, you never know. He may have that feather in his cap later, you know, later on in his years. Well, we know that all the great players, Lothar Mateus, attacking midfielder, midfielder, sweeper, um, Sam Rude Hullet, attacker, midfielder, and then he ended up playing sweeper. All these players, all the great players like that can always, as they get older, they drop further back, play deeper, and yeah. are, are magnificent. Arteta did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, that's mainly forced because Wenger was... But when he was playing in Scotland, he played more, he was more further forward than when he was oh, playing was, in Spain. And then he yeah. gradually started to go a bit further, a bit deeper, didn't he? Yeah, sacrificed his career for the Arsenal. Um, Avon says yes but Trossard has been and the assist king and Jesus has missed a shed load of chances including two sitters against Southampton which is very very true good argument um, there we go I'm just saving your questions I've got one there from Archangel Rudy says have to say that Tommy Asher injury is hurting us massively well that is very true because he is our backup right back left back centre back isn't he uh, but, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Tommy Asu because the last few times that I've seen him play, even though they've been short appearances, he just hasn't looked the player that originally came. 
if that makes any sense. Sometimes you get that with a player where they arrive and they're happy to be there and you get some good performances out of them. And then, and then it kind of plateaus a little bit. Yeah. You know, they find their kind of groove and their place. And, um, I've been a little, I've not been impressed with his, with the last few uh, performances I've seen. He seems to be giving the ball away in, 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 in important places on the pitch. And some people say, you know, oh, well, that's because he's not, he's not getting a run of games. But sometimes you have to be ready to go, right? You know, you, you don't know when the games are going to come and you have to be ready to take your opportunities when they come along. That is, that's, that's wise words. Um, they're all having a chat about uh, weed and stuff. Uh, Brady's banana says, I was wondering why Stan was so mellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason uh, I moved to Canada as well. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, they're just talking about the Invincibles. Um, Noza says, just remember, it doesn't matter how bad we are, we have been recently, one can always look at the look that lot up the road and laugh at them. Yeah, historically, if you're watching this in a few years' time, today is the day that uh, Spurs have sacked their caretaker manager after getting smashed 6-1 away at Newcastle, which is hilarious. Uh, the disagreement knows are there. Oh, Melbourne is there. 5-0 down after 20 minutes. I know, and it was only... Uh, FIFA style, that is. It was two months ago. That Was it two months ago? March... No, it was a month, just over a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. They were 1-0 down after the first leg against AC Milan. It was the home leg now, and they were giving it big on the Twitter. And we're going to do it. We're going to be into the Champions League semi-finals. Little did they know, six weeks later, humiliating. What an absolute joke of a club. Uh, oh, I've seen one goal to the Jamaican Arsenal shirt because I couldn't get it for months. Finally, been able to get it a little bit later because... Uh, Stan has family that are from Jamaica, haven't you, dear? Yep, my mum's side. Oh, there you go. Uh, they're all saying hello to uh, to Melvin. Who, Hi, Melvin. Uh, yeah, Melvin is a friend of ours. Uh, BX says, Nelson and Saka on the right. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what that's about because I forget what I said two minutes ago. Mark says some can be same can be said for Ben White. He's better than holding a centre back, but he's also our best right back. Very, very true indeed. Grayed out man. Theo looked pretty quick on Friday. Yeah, he did, but only compared to the old Theo Walcott. Yeah, it wasn't. But his um, his son isn't going to be happy because his son is an Arsenal fan. Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, no, says Philip Lahm was another one who played fullback and defensive midfield. I think that's one of the reasons he retired because Germany or Bayern said, no, we want you to play at fullback. We don't want you to play in midfield. Glorious player. Um, people are still saying hello. Uh, they talk about that. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Avon says, am I the only one who thinks Tommy might be in the mix to be sold this summer? He does seem to be made of glass, which is strange. Yet another player who his entire history of playing football has never get and very rarely gets injured. But then he comes to Arsenal and, and he's gone full uh, Santi Cazorla, hasn't he? Yeah, could we actually make players start using muscles in their legs that they didn't know they had? Oh, Tommy Ashu is 24 years old and before he joined Arsenal, he played 33 games one season, then 30 the season before, then 40 the season before that, 38 the season before that, and before that he was a kid. So, but then again, last season he played 22. We've got 31 out of him this season. But it's, uh, it has been. How many? Out of him this season? 
31. 31 appearances? Yeah. Uh, Tommy Asu? Yeah. What, this season? Yeah. Doesn't seem like, doesn't feel like it. It certainly doesn't. It feels like 10, 12. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go and have a look now. I'm going to go and have a look at our Japanese wonder. Click on here, and then you go stats, current season. Doesn't feel like it at all. And then you do a detailed, and I'll tell you how many games he started. Ah, he's he's came on nine times. He's come off eighteen times, so that's twenty-seven. And so that's twenty-seven. So there's four games he's played without coming on or off, and twenty-seven games where he's either come on or come off. So come on as a sub eighteen times. Wow. Is that on? Is red on? Yeah, so he's come on as a sub 18 times and he's been subbed off nine times. Okay. But uh, if I do this, Echo, 1,223 divided by 90. 1,223 divided by 90 is approximately 13.5. He's 31 games. He's average 13 and a half minutes a game. <laughs> I think that explains. There you go. That's that's done maths live on the air. That's uh, that explains why an average of 13 minutes a game. That's why Stan, because he's. <laughs> it's, I think wow. he's just come on to just to, to, to shore stuff wave, up much like at the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, wave. everybody. <laughs> That's going to make sure. You know, they've changed it. In the old days, it used to be 10 Premier League games to get a, a title, get an automatic medal when you won the league. And then I think they've now changed that to five, plus they give out another 20 that they can give to kit men and other things like that. Right. But Premier League appearances, how many is... Uh, who's not going to make it? Well, Marquinhos won't. Manuari won't. Suarez has got two. Kivior's got two. Nice Nelson's got six. He'll get one. Smith Rowe, nine. Mohamed on any five. Oh, he's just about made it for these seasons. Even Laconga will get a medal, but we're not going to do it. Fabio Vieira has come. Looking at the number of times people have come on as a sub, Vieira, 17, in, only in the league. Vieira, 17. Tierney, 17. Tommy Ashu 15. And Ketia, 16. Wow. I mean, that, I suppose that's what you get when you're allowed five subs now, isn't it? Even though he doesn't yeah. use all five. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, right, uh, let's go. Uh, we t- I knew we'd end up waffling. So we could do it in half hour, I said. No, we're having a good old waffle. Archangel says, remember when Lehman went to take a goal kick and duck behind the holding to have a wee-wee? Yeah, he got, he got booked for that, didn't he? Do you remember that? It was in Germany. No, I don't. No, ah, he ran off and had, had a whittle. Um, Avon has said, we should start one of those House of Common petitions to get Ryan Mason the Tottenham job permanently instead of at the end of every other season. It's uh, It was uh, Corporal Tim. Get Corporal Tim back. I don't think Tim Sherwood's up to much at the moment. Russ Morgan is there. Hello, Russ. How you been? Uh, Stan always tries to be... He doesn't try. He's a nice guy. One of my favourite uh... people to podcast with. That's a little that's a little in joke comment there from our wrestling podcast. Ah, are you are you pretending to be a face when you're really a heel? It's a, it's a it's a Owen Hart reference thing. I can't believe they carried on that even though he died. I mean, Vince McMahon is mercilessly. Did you see Ric Flair was on with Joe Rogan? No. Ooh, three hours. Considering wow. he nearly died, and he's seventy four. It's a bloody good show. And they've also got one of Joe's mates on there who loves wrestling. And he know, you know the, th- uh, the the Beastmaster. 
that character that when it come bit um, come through the wall, it tripped over. It was oh, the Shockmaster. Shockmaster, that's it. He was with saying the, uh, the, the um, yeah. what do you call it? The Stormtrooper Storm helmet with with glitter on it. That's it. <laughs> and then he was explaining how that happened, and he said the reason he fell over is because they all knew it was such a shit gimmick that they put a plank of wood at the bottom of the wall. So when he came through the wall, broke through the they passed the board wall, that he tripped over it and fell over, and his helmet came off. And then the, the person who was meant to be doing his voice because they couldn't get a mic in it was uh, was cracking up, and it was just a disaster. But I think it was Arn Anderson who was doing the voice. I, I didn't say who it was. You know, you, you know uh, that wrestler. You know that wrestler called Tugboat. Do you remember Tugboat? Yeah, that was him dressed up as the Shockmaster. Yeah, That's the, that. the same guy. Well, maybe, I, maybe I thought, yeah, he was Typhoon, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's the same guy, the Shockmaster. Fred yeah. Fred something. Good. Uh, Brady's Banana says, what happened, whatever happens this season, Arteta is still manager in training. Do, do not let him go. He will become great. Toxic fans can do one. Very well said, Mr. Banana. I'll see you. I swear Layman was, if Wenger was, a goalkeeper. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm reading these out of context. Uh, I do believe it, says Mr. Waffles. Does that include an under-23? No, I took the one under-23 games. Played four, that's why I was adding it up. Played 46 minutes in one Premier League 2 game. Um, many bench appearances for Tommy Ashu. Oh, God, so many. I'm, I'm losing. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. I'm going to miss out some comments. Uh, Loki said, hello, Loki. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, Education ABW. Has Gav rang you yet? Tomorrow's podcast is going to be me, Ellis, Gav, and Dave Seeger. Half past eight. Don't be late. Uh, Phil says, Kane won't ever be getting a medal, ever. Uh, P didn't have bottled, didn't he? Yes, he did. Only medal he um, gets for, for long service. Yeah. <laughs> Our senior one says, stand the man. Oi, bruv. I love the WWF. Uh, a lot of people, though, kick me down saying, oh, but it's fake. Yeah, you, you get a couple of moves in the ring from that from... If they say it's fake going there, they'll, they'll kill them within seconds. You wouldn't be able to cope with the way they get thrown around. And I reply, oh, so you probably believe Hulk Hogan and Superman are real then. <laughs> it is Anyone that ever says to me right. that wrestling is fake, I just tell them to watch the uh, Undertaker versus Mankind cage match from King of the Ring 1998. Just watch that one match, then come back and have a chat with me. Was that where Man um, Undertaker threw Mankind off the top of a cage about, about 50 foot down onto a table? <laughs> And then, and then he got off the stretcher, and I climbed back up and started fighting again. And then the roof, the roof came through, and he oh yeah, the door. He choked yeah, slammed door him and he fell through the top of the ring. And that wasn't even planned, was it? No, no, no. Um, he had his, but, he had one of his teeth coming out of his nostril. Yeah, he does. And then, cool. and then, you think okay, that's that's got to be it now. Then he came back again to continue fighting, and he brought a big bag back of. Uh, thumbtacks emptied them in the yeah. ring and started getting body slammed into the thumbtacks but you see those thumbtacks up close they're not like the ones we'd use because they're made of aluminium no, no they're, real, they're, they're real thumbtacks and they they they, they had to sanitize them i, I know the whole story of, of that i mean whole, in, in yeah. sometimes when they used them they were just aluminium pressed ones and that the when you you push you put your finger down it and then the, the, the metal with the sticky bit would, would collapse under your finger which is why you see them stuck all over people's backs there maybe that was in the tlc days 
But back then, yeah, he did all that Japanese stuff, didn't he, in ECW? So he's mad. Um, I'm going to read read out uh, some of your questions. So while me and Stan are going through these, if you could put your prediction in the chat, and then uh, we can uh, prediction shame you on Wednesday to see whether you got it right or wrong. Right, first question from Deke. Should we start Trossard as he is in form, and do we start Gabriel Jesus, who knows City and will want to beat them for personal reasons? Oh, good question. For for me, I, I I stick with the answer that I said uh, earlier on about um, you know sometimes not having to play all of your cards, all of your aces in the first hand, and mm. I think it's important that th- this this game may change, you know, during the course of the game, and someone like Trossard can come on at an important moment if somebody else is going off their game or we need some fresh legs, and there's a good chance that when he does come on he'll provide something. So I would like to have a, I like having a player that can be useful off the bench. And at the Get down, moment, down, I think, um, down, Tross, come on. I think Trossard fits that. So no, no. I've got food on here. My cat that's dying is a pain in the ass. You can say, I've already given you chicken, you moron. You know, I'll put cat, bis- expensive cat biscuits. And she would rather starve than eat cat biscuits. Stupid cat. Yeah, I agree with your answer there while I was shouting at the cat. Tom Andrews says, question for later. Should we try a party Jorginho Xhaka midfield trio? It will not be a physical game and we can compress the midfield. Do you think it Where's Odegaard? physical? Huh? Where's Odegaard in there? Where's Odegaard? Is he being dropped? Is he being left out? Because I don't think that he's a player that can, can be left out of games. He's one of our best, our, our more creative players. For me, Odegaard, if he's fit and able, he always has to play for me, Odegaard. Maybe he's thinking just push Odegaard further forward and then maybe drop Jesus or something like that. I just think go, go with the best formation we can go with and just do what we've done all season. When Arteta tries to fiddle around with stuff. Stop. The lineup that I think we will see is the lineup that you put up earlier. That's the what, you know, irrespective of what I would like to change, I think the, the lineup that we will see is that one that you put up? That's what I think he'll put out. Yeah. If if yeah. all of those oh, players are fit, if they yeah, obviously not Saliba, that will probably mm. be holding. But you know, of all of those, the other ten, if they're all fit, I think that's what he will play with holding in for Saliba. I agree with that. Right, we were on uh, questions. So uh, Canterbury Guna, that's a name I've not heard before. Hello. Really? Hope you're, if you're new. Say hello. Well, who, why do you think the older Arsenal fans, 50 plus, seem to be always calm, seem to always claim that they know only what's the best for the club? Well, it's like in life, isn't it? Um, my daughter, Sean, she's, she's 24 and she's now looking back at stuff and she was 18, 19, 20 when I told her this, that, this, that. And she went, no, rubbish. And now she looks back and goes, yeah, you were right. Don't speed. I suppose older fans that have been supporting the club longer have seen the club go through title runs before. Mm. Whereas I would imagine that today we probably have a, 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 a huge amount of Arsenal fans that have been following Arsenal over the last 19 years and they've never seen us in the title race. Yeah. So Apart for them, the 15, I can understand 16. that they may be feeling nervy have a different way of looking at it because this is their first one. Although, you know, I don't agree with, um, you know, all, all because you're older, it means that you know it all. 
all because you go to games every single week means that you're you know it all or you're better. I mean, everybody can have their opinions. You know, for me, it's all about how you deliver your opinions. You can have an open debate and discuss and critique players, but it's always a bit. It's about how you do it. You know, and it maybe. Maybe sometimes if some of the older fans can come across a little bit like they know it all and can be a little bit arrogant. I mean, I'm over 50. I don't know. Maybe I come across like that sometimes. I hope not. I try not to. Yeah, but in the same so vein, you could, say, <laughs> you could say that people that are younger, why do they think they know better? It's like if everything in, in life, the older you are, the more experience you have, the better view you're going to have on stuff. And then when these in, in 20 years' time, when we're in another when, – when, um, Jack Wilshere is Arsenal manager and we're going up against Newcastle for the title. And then these people are going, well, I remember the Arteta days. You young fans, you know nothing. You haven't seen anything. And it's, it's just like that. But you do. The older you get, the more you have, the more knowledge you have and the more experience you have. But then again, like I always say, Stan, if you, me or everybody in the chat knew the slightest thing about football, I wouldn't be talking to you now. I'd be manager of Real Madrid. No, I wouldn't manage them. I'd be manager of Inter Milan, living in, in Milan, living life up, living outside nice and warm at 10 o'clock at night eating pizza. That's where I'd be. I know nothing about football. I just know how to do a, a stream yard stream. That's it. That's what you need to do. Uh, but yeah, but good point there, Canterbury. That's uh, a fair point. Uh, Phil says, Stan, have you done a pod in a yellow Arsenal shirt and, and Spider-Man gear? That would be funny. <laughs> I don't have a Spider-Man outfit, unfortunately. So, no. Well, you're skinny. You'd fit in it. Lovely. Uh, it it could be on the cards one day. You know me. I, I love a bit of dress up me. So what you should do is um, put your camera and mic upside down, and then have uh, get rid of all your carpet and have a white floor, and then just do it like pretending that you're hanging from the ceiling, but really on the. That's it. Do the entire show as Spider Man like that. <laughs> Um, Archangel says, Was Arteta on drugs to start Fabio ahead of Trossard or even Jorginho? Is there, have you got an explanation for that, Stan? Because I'm lost. <clears throat> well, uh, it's funny, right? Because I've always wondered what the Arsenal team, this, uh, this current Arsenal team, would look like without Xhaka and without Xhaka, who it is that goes in there. And it seems that for this season, anyway, that I, you may have noticed that more and more in games, Xhaka is being taken out of a game. You know, he's not seen the game through for 90 minutes. You know, he's not seen the whole 90 minutes out. He's been withdrawn. And the player that he's putting in there, it's constantly teabag. He's not he's not changing it around like he's looking or testing. We're not seeing ESR go in there. We're not seeing Trossard go in there. We're not seeing him take off Xhaka and, for example, moving Thomas Partey into that position and then bringing Jorginho on, which is something that could be considered as well. Because I've always felt that on the left side, it's more of a box-to-box motion anyway. Xhaka tends to be a little bit more box-to-box. And so if you you could replace him with a Thomas Partey, who could also drop deep and help out a Jorginho. But we've not seen that either. So for me, he's, he's definitely looking at uh, Fabio Vieira, I think, has been testing him out to see if he's the one that can go in there. And I know why we he's bought not. him. Now, we bought him because he had uh, the highest amount of assists in his in the Portuguese league when we bought him, yeah. and I can't remember what the number was, but it was it was an impressive number. But I'm not done with Fabio Fieri yet. I don't. I'm not writing him off just yet myself personally, because mm. you know I can remember when we had Martin Odegaard on loan, and he went back to Real Madrid. There were some fans that didn't want him back. They were saying, "Yeah, okay, I, 
we've seen that guy. Why don't we go and get Buendia instead? Or why don't we spend double the money that Martin Odegaard is going to cost us and bring in James Madison? But look how it's worked out. For me, I, you know, Odegaard is, is uh, you know, for his position, he's probably one of the best in Europe at the moment. Definitely in the league. You know, his stats are comparable at the moment with, with a Kevin De Bruyne. And in some areas, he even surpasses Kevin De Bruyne. I think we're very lucky to have him. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up on Teabag just yet. I'd like him to get a preseason under his belt because he didn't really have one with us, and just see whether it's a case of it's going to take him a little bit longer to adjust. Because if he is able to bring in a lot of assists, wow, man, that would really help us out. Last season with FC Porto, he played 27 Liga Liga game games, 14 assists, and six goals. And for the Portugal under 21, 14 goals in 25 games. That's not too bad. For those that don't know who Teabag is, that's what we call him over on the Arsenal fan circle. That's um, that's what we call uh, Fabio Vieira. And the reason why I've christened him Teabag is if if you've ever watched the TV show Prison Break, he looks like Theodore Bagwell, a.k.a. Teabag. He was on the escape team. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> they're all going on about how old they are and, and, and things like that. Oh, Hatayumi is there. Teabag knows what to do with the ball in the final third, anywhere else in the pitch, and he's not ready. But he's only 22, plenty of time. Um, we paid good money for him as well, right? That was, you know, 32 35. million, 35 uh, million. So that's a good chunk of change. You know, that's not like, that's not like, that's not experiment money. You know, that's not like we've dropped 12, 12 million on someone. If it doesn't work out, doesn't, you know, we can sweep it under the carpet. So I think I'd like to see him being given a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a chance. I see, you know, it's 46. It's weird knowing how old people are. Phil says he's 54. I thought, I thought he was in his 40s or late 30s. I'm 54. Yeah, I'm 53 this year. Um, right. I still only got three predictions, you lazy scumbags. Uh, I should get rid of that question. Got a question from Avon. Would you recommend on Wednesday drinking heavily and avoiding social media or actually watching the game? Well, I'll be watching the game. Well, I'm going to go to the pub to watch this one because I really enjoyed the last game. It's just probably yeah. I've not been able to get to the pub much this um, this season because of my bad back, but I felt better last week and I really enjoyed the atmosphere. And I think I'm going to go back for a little bit more of the pub atmosphere. So, yes, watch the game. Watch the game because if you miss it and it turns out that we have a really good one, you'll be kicking yourself. Ah. Uh, Mark says he's 54 and Archangel says he was 60 yesterday. See, I always automatically think people are really young. Happy belated birthday to you, by the way, Archangel. I hope you had a great one yesterday. Well, it's the internet, so you're never sure of people. We want want proof. We want... uh, um, No, I don't want any of that. Um, watch the game says boy 10 uh, oh the Arsenal needs your eyes on what happens uh, Mr Waffles says I'll be working with the game on my second screen lovely uh, Brady wants to watch the game with you 
people saying happy birthday to our I know why. Like, they only want to watch the game with me because I've now just had my delivery. I know what they're up to. I'm fully stopped at the moment. <laughs> uh, Russ Morgan says, do you think ESR will be with us next season? And also Melvin Marks wanted to know, what do we think about the ESR situation? Well, okay, this is a good one because this is a player that was a, a, quite an integral part of our team last season, got into double figures with his goals. And, you know, as I, as, as I said a moment earlier, I really like having a player that can come off the bench and be useful, and he was doing that. But the curious thing is, is quite recently when Mikel Arteta was about, when he was asked about ESR, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, he said something like, it's not, what you, it's not about what you did last year, it's about what you're doing today. So how do you read into that? Does that mean that um, he, in training during the week, he's not been impressed with what he's seen from ESR when it comes to the training side of it? Therefore, he's not picking him on match days because some managers have that. Some managers believe that you train to play. You train in the week to earn the right to play. But some yeah. managers don't. For example, Patrick Vieira, there was you know, lots of stories that he was a terrible trainer during the week. Some players are like that. They don't train very well, but comes on a Saturday, they've got so much talent that they're, they're always, you know, a minimum of a seven for you on match days. So it sounds to me, it sounds to me that in, in Mikel Arteta's eyes, that ESR, I think, has fallen way down the pecking order. You know, look, look T-Bag gets on, T-Bag starts ahead of him. T-Bag will come on ahead of him. And if T-Bag's playing... And um, Reese Nelson will leapfrog ESR and come on. And ESR still sat on the bench. Now, do you think that there is a case that um, in maybe in Mikel Arteta's eyes, there are a few players that since Mikel Arteta has been the manager, Arsenal have now outgrown them. Though, do you think that he feels that we've outgrown Rob Holding, Kieran Tierney, and maybe Emil Smith-Rowe? What I mean by that is that there was a time and there was a time when they were good for where we are and what we're doing. But maybe in Mikel Arteta's eyes, we've moved on a little bit. Maybe in the way that we play doesn't fit some of those players. Maybe he doesn't think that their level is now good enough for where he thinks we are. And he might feel that Arsenal's outgrown those players. Because it's very curious about ESR because I was really happy with him personally as a fan and what I was seeing. But um, Martinelli, when he had that injury and he was out for a while, it took him a long time to come back into the team. And a lot of people are going, Arteta doesn't like him. Look, he won't use him. He doesn't like him. Maybe Arteta is a sort of is, is the sort of coach. And again, these are all just opinions and speculations. Maybe he's a sort of coach that when you're out for a long-term injury and you've been and you're sort of like maybe in the first team, and someone else now comes in to cover for you and they do well and pick up the slack. Maybe Mikel Arteta is one of those that feels, well, it doesn't mean that you can just walk back into the team when you're, when you're better. You now have to work hard to dislodge the player that's come in and been working with us for a few months while you've been out. And actually, they did pretty good. And maybe, maybe that's the way he views it because I never felt that he had a, he had a beef or, any, or anything or was unhappy with Martinelli. But at that time, I think it wasn't ESR getting in then ahead of him. Because I think maybe the lesson he from this is don't let Arteta do what he wants because he was right last time. I'm just looking at the stats. Last season, um, ESR, 33 games, 10 goals, 2 assists, 
1,900 minutes. This season, nine games, one assist, 114 minutes in the Premier League. I will say, to answer Loki, I don't think that's because he's still injured because I think that if he was injured, he wouldn't be on the bench at all. He, I think Mikel Arteta would rather put an academy name on the bench and have an injured player there. Mr. Waffles wants to know, do you actually have an Etsy shop? That's a very good question, Mr. Waffles. And I do have an Etsy shop. And if you would like to find it on Etsy, all you need to do in the search bar is put in... Yeah, it's written right there. There you go. Under my name, The Gooner Shack at Etsy. And you will find an assortment of baseball caps, T-shirts, mugs. And it's mostly Arsenal. There's a couple of retro things in there. So feel free to go and take a look. And even if you don't buy anything, just leave a like or something like that. But yeah, thank you for asking. And it's been going pretty, pretty well. It's been pretty better than I thought it would, to be honest with you. So much so that I'm thinking of maybe adding some more things to the catalogue when I can be bothered to sit at the table and get that done or do some more designs and stuff. But yeah, it's going okay. And if there is a court case about this, uh, there's nothing to do with ABW and we don't get anything out of it. Funnily enough, I did do a um, a WWE New World Order styled mug from the WWF yeah. days, and Mr. Tom bought one, and then I got a cease and desist letter from the WWE. I didn't know Vince McMahon was even aware of me. Wow, maybe you should have said, "Well, I'll send you a couple of cups. We can just let, let me keep doing it." So I was basically Vince McMahon writing to me, going, "Stop selling my merchandise, God damn it!" Which was. Uh, so I can't sell those anymore. So there's only one of those in existence. And Mr. Tom has it. Bloody cat fucking bit me. Gets creeper and creeps and creeps and then start pouring at my food. Just, you need putting down. She was sitting there the other day. She's got kidney problems and she's done. She didn't know. I could hear. Just, just for about half an hour. She used to be a big fat cat, but now she's all skinny and it's horrible. She's a, she used to be the clever one, but now she's an emotional wreck. Um, so I, did, uh, I was uh, looking at the stats, and so uh, uh, did, uh, <laughs> tell my cat she's adopted. Well, of course, no, she was, she's born in my bedroom. So her mum and her uncle were adopted right uh, we've been waffling on long enough uh, you 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 freeloaders there's, uh, there's nearly two million of you in the chat at the moment and uh, i've only had three people do predictions that's uh abw t-shirt i just need to uh, i've got so much stuff i need to sort out see the thing is i'll wake up and then i'll go i've been waking up every four hours for a week and then i think oh, go back to bed and listen to talk radio Mike Graham or, or Ian Collins, and I'll be laying in bed with the duvet wrap around me. I think I've got stuff to do, but oh, it's I'm not so here. comfortable in bed. Yeah, and I've got a door in bed on the bed with me, and so I just can't be bothered to do stuff. But one day I'll do them. Uh, what's wrong with waffling? I think Mr. Waffles need to uh, get you on for a show now, Mr. Waffles. Now that I'm uh, back all going, getting stuff done. Um, right. So predictions. So far, we have only got three predictions. Mark Backridden has gone 2-1 the Arsenal. Loki has gone 3-2 the Arsenal. And Boyten has gone 2-1 the Arsenal, but will be pleased to get to half-time at nil-nil. 
Any other freeloaders putting anything in there yet? Oh, here we go. Boy, 10 to go. 5-3 and kept your hat trick. Yes, baby. It is time. I'll take <laughs> that. I'll so what take are you going to go for? Well, I'm going to – my prediction is, is coming from the heart and not the head because I want to, ha- I want to have positive – you know, positive reinforcement, you know, maybe if I envisage it, it will happen. You know, that then people you hear are doing the TED Talks talking about positive stuff. I'm trying to visualize it. I want it to happen. So I'm going with, um, I can't remember who said it in the in the chat box, 3-2. I'm going with that 3-2 because I do think that they're going to score goals. They're going to score goals, but obviously I want us to win. So therefore we need to score more goals. So I will take the 3-2. That's what my heart is going to will. Uh, Le Waffles is going 4 0 the Arsenal. Um, Phil's too stressed to predict. Arsenio Wonga's gone 10 0 City. Uh, Brady's Bananas going, I'll go 2 1 and praying. So I think that praying means 2 1 to us. Archangel, if Arteta doesn't change the system, we'll get battered 4 1. Um, time for my prediction. Um, yes. I'm going to say we're going to lose 2 0. So you've gone with your head, head and not your heart. That's what you've done there. Yeah? Uh, they're the same thing. There, there is no, there's no separation of heart and head for me. Um, I think logically you've got to look at this. We're not going to beat them. They, are, they have got a T1000 up front. They've got players that are just going to come in and bang goals all over the place. They've got a magnificent defence. They, they've got no injuries. We're on a bit of a dodgy runner form and they're at home. I think, you know, I, I, my prediction was with my heart, but logically, I think that maybe a draw is possible. But a draw could be a draw could be possible, you know? I'm going to go and have a look. I at want Man all City. three points. I want gonna, all three points. I'm going to look at Man City at home in the Premier League. Um, win, 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 win. Drew against Evan, lost to Brentford. Win, 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 win. Win, win, win. They're capable of losing, though. They are capable of losing. And April last year, they drew with Liverpool. Win. And then February last year, they lost to Spurs. We are due another win coming off of the back of uh, the draws. And maybe because they've been winning, they're due a loss. Maybe it's like that. They're due a loss. We're due a win. Maybe it works out and it all evens out on Wednesday. Since the 21st of November 2011... They've lost at home twice and they've drawn twice. They've won the rest. I've made myself feel sad reading that. It's got to end sometime, much like the pox. It can't last forever. That's how we've got to look at it. Um, Brady wants to know who's doing the catering at City. Um, Yes. Ebolo Toure is going to do it. Get some lasagna in there. Uh, Boy tends back on the caps lock on Wednesday. The Arsenal FC have the chance to break all the narratives, and there you go. What a, what a great way to finish the show! Um, Stan, if people want to follow, if they're not watching the show and they want to follow you on the wonderful Twitter, what is your at? You can find me at Stan underscore the underscore man 68, and as well as here with Danny, you can also catch me uh, Thursdays and Sundays on the Arsenal fan circle. How about your wrestling pod? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I pop on with Mr. Tom and Tony, who do the Fools Nelson wrestling podcast, and that's on Wednesdays. 
and they also do watch-alongs of the pay-per-view events. And if there isn't a pay-per-view event, sometimes they'll vote and pick one to watch. And I'll pop on with those lads sometimes. And if you do like if you do like the wrestling talk, it's a good laugh over there sometimes. So feel free to drop in over there as well. Yes. Uh, cheers, Phil. Um, right, we will be back tomorrow night, 8.30. Me, Ellis, Gav because Gav's agreed to do shows every other week now because the rest of ABW don't give a fuck. And it's going to be Dave Seeger, the, the wonderful author of many, many wonderful books. What and did he write? So we'll be all, like what? We'll, give me a name. What did he write? Dave Seeger. Rather than guessing, I will go and find some. I've got a load of them, but they're all in the bedroom. Um, Dave, S-E-G-R. Is he a sports well, writer? Or, uh... He's a gooner. Oh, okay. Um, Arsenal and me, I think. Oh, maybe that's that was the original name for it. Oh, come on! He did the ones with uh, the did a book with a load of comedians. Everything he does is for charity. Oh, okay, good stuff. Maybe I spelt Dave's name wrong. S E. No, I haven't spelt it wrong. Why, when you put it on Amazon, doesn't it find the name the the, the author's name and then bring up some things? No. Is it called Arsenal and Me? It's very annoying. Oh, well, I suppose you can tell us tomorrow when he's on. Yeah. If I could go into my bedroom and get the books, I would go and get them. Somebody in the chat must know one of his books. Uh, Dave used to run Gunners Town, and now he just does, uh, he writes books. I think he's done maybe five or six. And they're all very good. We'll find out tomorrow because I shall get. I shall have a list of the books that he's done. That's a good enough reason to. Ah, uh, there you go. Um, Brady says Arsenal for everyone. That's the one that I've got a chapter in, which is very good. I spent two hours talking to him about that. Uh, right, that is it. We are now all done. We'll be back tomorrow, eight thirty. Thank you very much. Oh, we'll also be back on Wednesday. It'll be Deacon me doing the post game show. Come hell or high water, we will be there, and there might well be tears. Thank you very much, Stan. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. And thank you, everyone in the chat box, for joining with us this afternoon. And that's it. Wonderful words. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at him. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.